0: Welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast. I'm your host, Marion Ellis. Today, I'm chatting to Paul Hawkins, who runs a general surveying practice over in Norfolk. And conversations like these are some of my most favorites. Um, Paul has such an interesting background, the way that he set up his business. He moved from a corporate environment to working for himself. And we talk about lots of different things, including the importance of local knowledge and how to balance your skills when you do a variety of work, confidence, networking, building your brand, but also, you know, how to take a holiday, which I know some small business owners really struggle with. So I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation. Paul is a member of the Love Surveying Business Club, which we talk about in the, in the podcast. If you want to find out more about how you can work with me, either through the mastermind or the business club, then please do check out the website, lovesurveying.com, or drop me a message in whichever social media platform suits you. Hello, Paul. Right? Welcome to how the podcast.
1: Thanks very much. You're all
0: right. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm really looking forward to talking to you because um, I know you're in the business club and when you come on our calls you're normally in a car parked up yeah, somewhere right, yeah. <laughs> balancing a, a phone so it's really nice to uh, have a bit of time and a, and a good chat with you. How are you doing?
1: Yeah good thank you, good, good. Really busy at the moment with all sorts of stuff going on so it's um, it's good it's, but uh, yeah I think most of us are in the same boat as well so
0: um I'm hearing that a lot, and when when I ask people, you know, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm busy. Like, is busy good? Is busy bad? What does busy mean?
1: Yeah, busy. Busy is good because you know you get the fees in, but it's also other things, isn't it? I mean, today is my daughter's um, birthday today as well, so this afternoon it'll be a bit pink and fluffy and unicorny. But you know, today is.
0: Ain't <laughs> so nothing bit... wrong with a unicorn. Let me <laughs> no, tell right, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, um, Paul, so Paul, so for people who um who who don't know you, um you're I'm recording this on Zoom and on video and I can see you're North and Hawkins because you're on brands with your little okay. uh body warmer there. Uh introduce okay. yourself. What what kind of surveyor are you?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, my name's Paul Hawkins from um so the company's North and Hawkins Building Consultancy. We started about six years ago. Um we're a bit of a hybrid. We've um so there's myself and so myself and Tom North. Um, I'm I call myself a residential building surveyor. So I specialise in the in residential surveys and um, sorry, inquiries. And Tom um, uh, does the commercial work, sort of bits of party wall. But we can sort of meet and sort of do meet in the middle and do do some crossover. Um, our clients are very varied. Uh, we we have. You know, Lots of them come through our website for yeah, for residential surveys, but we're also quite—I'd say—as as a as a pair, yeah, as a company, we're quite well networked. So we we sort of know solicitors and. Um, uh, other surveyors, just building contractors, and all sorts. So lots of lots of um lots of I work on some all, all sorts of sources. Now, so yeah, we're based based in Norfolk, uh, which is I oh, say it's, it's a rural county. So it's a it's a really big county. So, um, I think from so from Kings to Great Yarmouth, you know, so nearly 100 miles or so. Uh, it's it's it isn't very sparsely populated. I mean, you've got the main sort of Norwich and some of
0: the plants. Are you Norfolk born and bred?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm a dumpling. So yeah, I'm Norfolk-born and bred. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So in fact, um, our office is where I, I grew up as a yeah, as a, and my family are in Wyndham, which is um, oh, just nice. outside Norwich.
0: So, um. so I um, we used to go on holiday. Um, uh, we did a few holidays in the UK, in the Isle of Wight and in Norfolk.
1: Okay. And one yep. year,
0: because we and we used to take the kids when they were little, you know, crabbing. And um, one year we went. We thought, right, we'll go out crabbing for the day, and we realised we were in the Isle of Wight. But where we really wanted to go was Norfolk, and we. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so now we bit. go back to Norfolk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that's what I like about the job as well. You know, you, you you find yourself being in places where people are on holiday. So it's like Brancaster and and um, Cromer and Wells and yeah, you know, sort of Southwold. It's it's the holiday destinations. But yeah, that's. Uh, during, the, well, during most times you know people are people are on holiday there and it's um it's not a nice part of the world
0: do you do any evaluation paul
1: yeah probably probably sort of start with how how, how i got, got into it so i, I went you to not,
0: yourself here
1: nottingham Trent. i right. <laughs> like, just press well, play <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I do find a bit, i feel like a bit of a hybrid really because um i went to so i went to nottingham nottingham trinity building uh, i didn't do a levels I, I i went BTEC or GVQ, went to Nottingham Trent. Started off at a building surveying practice. And I wasn't quite getting the training I, I was going to do to, to for my um, APC. And then I, um, after about a year or so, I managed to get a place on the countrywide um, graduate training scheme. So, well, um, we
0: are we a countrywide at the same time then.
1: Um, well, it was probably two thousand and two, two thousand
0: and three. Yeah, um, I um, I qualified in two thousand and four.
1: Oh, yeah, that's when I qualified as well. Yeah, yeah. During...
0: Did you do your get chartered then, or did you do ASOC first?
1: No, I, I went chartered. Yeah, I went straight to MRICS. So,
0: no way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because when I when I did it, they um, they were doing they had a graduate scheme, but they were just moving over to ASOC, and I was one of the last few who were who who they were supporting through to get chartered. Everyone else was then going to be.
1: Okay, maybe we a similar at the same time Paul Paul was in charge of the training them. it was so, yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. um Milton, yeah, go to Milton Keynes and doing your mocks We probably
0: like met at some point. How freaky is that? yeah, small yeah. world, so you yeah. join so so you, so you join country to get qualified, and this is something I think a lot of a p c candidates should think about, and I know it's it's hard, you think you secure your position, but you do need to remember that actually sometimes that business for whatever reason can't give you everything you need and you might need to change and it's not failure. It's good. You know, you want to move around uh, in your career, but to have the confidence because I sometimes get people message me saying, what should I, what should I do? Um, you know, but you, it's you take responsibility for your career and if you can find a place to move to and I, and I joined countrywide, for for three months three months valuation experience and yeah. I was there 15 years you oh, know.
1: Could,
0: yeah <laughs> the, the way the way things go um, but and I, and I changed my pathway as well I was doing planning and development and then got the went down a, the, the resi route but um, yeah you know take control of it you are, you're always empowered so so wow small world so you so you're yeah. at Countrywide then mm.
1: yeah I mean I was at Countrywide for um. For, I got qualified and then I think it might be about a year after so I joined um, a private practice in Norfolk. Um, so so it was still doing mortgage vows but it was a smaller smaller practice um, in the, in Norwich. Uh, and then the 2008 crash came and uh, I got made redundant and um, just, just one of those things. But I managed to get into local authority for um, Norwich City Council. There, so I was doing maintenance. So I then fell back on my building surveying degree and did some maintenance then mm. um, how did you then,
0: um how was the the being made redundant what was that like
1: um it's it's, it's a horrible process so it's very personal i think it's it was, it, it was sort of me me against my boss really it was in you know, i think the sort of the writer was on the wall quite early um and i was also had my my um, son was on the way as well so i think it all came to a head in april and my son was born in may so um
0: massive
1: pressure yeah lots of pressure so I thought yeah I had to had to get a job and managed to get a job at um, Norwich City Council so then sort of doing maintenance on in in their what was housing property services so um, so yeah and then after that I worked for Norwich for Norfolk County Council looking after sort of property assets like museums and libraries schools um, doing project work on on that and maintenance on them so um, so I've got a very checkered. Oh, I've got lots of experience. Um, I,
0: I love that variety. What's it like to do a, a survey on a on a museum?
1: It's, it's it's a bit um. I find it a bit like a bit like church. Yeah, they're, they're, Well, they're quite, that, um, this is
0: so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast as well because you do quinquennial.
1: Quinquennials, stuff. That's all right. Yeah. And yeah. I just
0: love that word.
1: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people know what it means. So apart from apart from a few churches. So
0: you
1: do yeah. surveys on churches yeah yeah well yeah not not churches as such i mean um i do i do work for the dean and chapter in norwich so it's the dean and, um for norwich cathedral so it's the it's the residential um so if anyone that's visited not visited norwich there's there's the, the close that's around the um cathedral that was so the cathedral was built around 900, 900 years ago and these houses and properties have just grown out of it's so a it's all within the precinct walls of the cathedral. So, I mean, it's boundary partly by the river, and then you've got sort of the commercial area of Norwich to 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 um uh, to, to the south. and And within this, within these buildings, are um these school buildings, um for this uh, Norwich School, who were founded more or less at the time of the cathedral when it's, the cathedral was founded. So they've been there hundreds of years. Um, got commercial premises that the then in chapter rent out as an income, and a lot of residential premises as well so and there's all sorts of old um, regulated tenancies and modern assured short tenancies and yeah the sort of great mixture of grade two or grade one and grade two listed buildings that and every five years they have to be assessed or um, for repair and I managed to get the um have the, yeah get the gig to, to do that one so.
0: so. So actually is that a bit more like would you say general practice?
1: Yeah, I'd say the the surveyor that, that that sort of got me involved was was general practice um, surveyor. Mm-hmm. So he was um, Hugh Ferrier, which is one of, um, sort of Norwich's um, sort of well-known well surveyors. Um, unfortunately, he he died a few years ago. But but I mean, I did my work experience with him when I was at college a long time ago. So um, so I sort of knew knew him. Um, and then by coincidence, Tom, my colleague, was doing some work, some commercial work for him and he wanted someone to really to pass the the work over to because he was coming to he wanted to sort of take things easy and we had a had a catch up did some did some shadow work together and 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 that was it so that's that's how I, and now I've got a relationship with um phil, at the, phil and the sort of people at the uh, cathedral and um there I do do yeah, the Conquenials, but also as well if they've got certain issues we go out there and have a have a look or I go out there and have a look and um I sort of know the buildings and we can have a meeting and sort of just have to talk things through really and come up with with um
0: with ideas and, and i guess it it's um it's very much about having a a longer term relationship with your clients yeah. aren't you because if you're doing five-year reviews you're the family surveyor if you like
1: that's right yeah you know,
0: which is different to the very transactional i'm buying a house i'm moving in that's it see yeah. you next time i move house
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is a different, it is a different type of work because there is that, you know, that's what sort of regularity touching, you know, having meetings, and catch ups, and and so in, I've just started to to go around and go back to places that I've been five years ago now. So it's so the next five years I'll, I'll I'll go through. But but yeah, it's it's really interesting work. There's all there's all sorts of places there to to survey and um the age of it. The I mean, there's all different details that you see that you sort of end up looking. Looking at a bit in a bit more detail, and you find realise they're hundreds of years old, and and yeah, sort of quality of workmanship, and yeah, it's brilliant. So yeah,
0: I guess it's um, you know, when you see buildings like that, it, we have to be quite respectful, or it's quite nice to respect, you know, the craftsmanship and the way they did things. Yeah. Like then, how do you find, um, with sort of doing a variety of buildings? You know, I know a lot of people will be put off by that. You know, because we've got things to learn and regulation and oh, all of those things. How yeah. how did you sort of learn to approach all of these different types of buildings, Or how do you manage that?
1: Well, I think it was it was a mixture of starting up on my mind, or starting up with um, uh, a business as well. So, I've I probably know without realizing it. I probably know. A wide variety of people, whether it's through you know, family, rugby, school, all sorts. There's, all, there's, there's a big, big net network of, 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 of people, and, you, see, yeah, and just, you end up just getting phone calls of people saying, "Oh, can you do this for me? Can you think about that?" And probably when I found that I was working in corporates, because um, yeah, I worked for Connells as well, um, it, it was quite—they're quite rigid in, in how they how they work. So how they all, so the you know it's the mortgage valuers building surveys, home bars reports, and you know, sometimes you maybe you may get a probate or something like that. But but from I think working in smaller practices and um, so knowing the area as well. I think you just you, they are you know, valuation work. A probate valuation is yeah you, know, you still have to have your comparables, you still have to put your figure, you know, side on your on your figure. So it's still valuation work, but you just have to tailor it slightly. But I think a lot of it is is confidence. Um knowing know in your area um i mean it, it, there's all sorts in norfolk this like clay lump um which is quite common right i mean that, that people don't what uh, I is think clay lump clay lump similar to, to cob but it's like a, a coarse cob so it's um it's clay it, um normally mined or mined from uh it's, especially this more rural property so it's mined from sort of pits that pits close by um and it's then uh Formed into a into a, a block, um, then dried or cured, and it, it's used used to. Um,
0: you to see, make... co- cob sounds like a nice fancy bread, but lump. Yeah, <laughs> not really That's
1: saying. right. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's no. It's, no. It, but it's um, it's, it's it's interesting because you have um, like uh, I sometimes tell people that come out and shadow me. You know, if you can see how they build, how they built hundreds of years ago, so they didn't have damp courses, but they used flints instead, which you know, they weren't. People there back then just realized that flints were an and um, yeah, um, didn't absorb any water at all. You know, you, you could build them up and build off it, and it was, and it, it's, it's quite primitive, but it, it does, yeah, it does work and it's how you maintain it as well. So, there's, um, so yeah, so so going back to your, to your other question, all these different types of work we do, or I do, I think it's just a matter of, of confidence and, and just being able to perhaps take a step back. And you have your core, your core um, uh, ideas or you know, your core principles of what you do, and just tailor it accordingly. Um, because as a company as well, we do we do all sorts. So we have we do insurance valuations, snagging reports. Yeah, we do we've got the you know the um, uh, this where and well we do building surveys, commercial dilapidation. So there's, we have a lot of different things coming through the door. And I find as well that. Personally, I'm feel more suited to short, sharp surveys. So, you know, whether it's residential, you know, or um, yeah, deep inspection, inspection to get in there, get it in, have do the inspection, get the report done, and 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 then it's out the door. Whereas Tom is more into project work and dilapidation, so they're more it's more ongoing. And I think that personally, as a sort of personality, I think that that suits us both. So,
0: and so. you mentioned confidence, so. How have you built up your confidence and knowledge?
1: Well, it's, I think all of a sudden you just realise that, that, that you that you, you know what you're this. talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what you, I remember when I, so there's two things. When I first started, I remember sort of going, Yeah, you know, we, we started like a comments folder in, in the office and I remember sort of the older surveyors just picking up phones to estate agents and, and being really friendly with them and thinking, you know, sort of calling them by a nickname or, or something. Or and, and you think, guys, I'm, am I ever going to, be able to, you know, am I, is that ever going to ha- happen to me? You know? And then before you know it, you do, you get to know your people in your profession and you sort of call, you meet people and you call people up and say, you know, I've looked at, I've just seen this house and, or I've just seen, it, you know, and you sort of, you, you, we used to play that sort of guess of value. So we sort of come in, and sit in the office and say, you know, I've been to this, been to a barn. I've got, yeah, so where is it? Yeah, so how big is it? What's, yeah, what sort of, what condition it's like? And and I think by, by doing that, you, you, everyone's sort of, everyone sort of it's an informal way of, of, of people you sort of metting yourself and, and then you know you, you're there or thereabouts. So yeah, I think your yeah, confidence comes from um yeah sort of, yes yeah, so it just creeps up on you really and, and having having the experience. Um I'm also from a from a building family. So my father um is a builder, my brother's a builder, um and yeah, some my nephews and yeah so we we're we all we're all sort of in the in the trade as such, but um yeah my joke is I don't want to get a house date, so I use a clipboard and pen instead. So, uh, but but it's just, so, is that, that. so is
0: that what inspired you then to to do building surveying at, at uni? Then,
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I never wanted to be to do something in building. Um, you know, I mean, I find it I do find it interesting, you know, how buildings are made and how they go together. Um, and then I, I was originally going to do civil engineering, but then I decided um, that yeah, building surveying would be more interesting for me and that's that's how that's how i got to go into it so mm. yeah.
0: so so it sounds like you did the rounds on the corporate jobs which many of us do yeah. what was the starting point for starting your own business or going out on your own what motivated you to do that
1: well myself and tom and our and our wives met um at stator classes so the children sort of, you know the, the um sort of met three children and i think we um we met in in Norwich one day, and Tom was saying, "Oh, you know, I'm really busy with work," and I was like, "Well, you know, I I can, you know, try, try and to uh, help you out." And just before then, it sort of it got it got it got bigger and bigger. So, and then we sort of joined joined together. I mean, we do do slightly different work, but that's, um, I think as, as a company, as a, it's quite yeah, it's it's quite nice. Um, and things you know, sort of come through to us. But that's probably the starting. I was I was in um corporate I was at Connells before I I joined here. Um so I was after the council work. But I did find that um corporates are good you know, I think you I learned a lot I learned, I learned a lot with um countrywide and and Connells um especially on efficiency of being on site. So you know when you've got your five, six appointments per day, once yeah, you know, if you to turn them out you have to you have to be quite regimented on yeah you know, measurements insurance valuations, reports and, and that just gets you in a good cycle of uh you know of of how you um yeah make yourself more efficient and streamline things. It,
0: it's interesting so. because corporates get a bad rap sometimes on churning it out, doing it cheap, doing it quick, like that, like that's not the, the best thing. And you know I've got no 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 judgment on that. I've seen good and bad surveys across the uh, across the board. But I think what they do is they bring awareness to absolutely your efficiency and your processes on site. And I remember early on when Countrywide brought in their first tablet technology.
1: For enterprise, was it?
0: Enterprise. Yeah, they were all um, uh, you know Star Trek themed. <laughs> it wasn't Star Wars; it was Star Trek. And um, because I'd seen a could use a coloured computer how is it i got involved to help show people and so i did some auditing and that's what got me on uh, on uh, on that path but you know i learned a lot from uh, with surveyors over how they approach their routines how everybody's different um, and what corporates are good at is helping you refine what you do and and you can see that as a as a negative it means you're rushing around site but actually it could mean that you're you're doing it in the most efficient way and you're doing it consistently and a, a fellow colleague of mine uh, many years ago, Ray, you know, would always say, Marion, we do straight sausages. We don't do curly sausages. And, st- and you know, organis- bigger organisations are great for doing straight sausages and straight work. And then it can fly through the system and it can do everything it needs to. Uh, but it sounds like your firm's a bit more curly sausage. <laughs> With all yeah, your, yeah,
1: yeah. Your,
0: your variety of, of things.
1: So. That's a, yeah, I think that that's something I wanted to mention today. Actually, is about just all. You know, we all do. A, all surveyors do a similar job, but what we do is very subjective. So you know, we could go out. I could value a house a, a different value as someone else, but but we all do. We all get to the same point, or we all get to the same answer normally, but in sort of different ways. And we we'll you know, however we get there is it's it's a very subjective way of 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 how we um. Our, our job is you know so i think um sometimes you know if you get lots of surveyors in a the room there's always more than one idea or um someone's someone's you know got an, a, another opinion um and that, that's fine you know but it's that that's what works for you um but you've also got to be aware that that sometimes you're not always that's not always right but you're always i'm always learning you know whether it's tech or whether it's building tech or, or all sorts you know I, I you can go out there and. You know, and say you know, and I mean, especially with sort of building sites, you know, there's, there's always building regs are changing and building constructions changing, and so, you know, it's just nice to go out there and, and just just learn something new. So it's um, and you you still got to be open to that rather than you don't know everything. Uh,
0: um, you, you're right. It's almost um, I almost imagine it as it's a bit random. You know how you get like a a wheel with a spinner on, you know, um, and we're, we're we're landing on something that's moving, the treadmill, and we're doing our job, and then we're also spinning things around as well, because everything is is different. And I think where people get stuck is a very fixed way of doing things, very fixed way of um, you know, approaching your work, uh, what the way we should and shouldn't do things in surveying. We're very sort of yeah. um, you know, li- linear in that point. When actually we're such a diverse bunch. You know, no two yeah. surveyors are the same. If anyone's ever listened to any of these podcasts, and yeah. we see it in the in the Survey Hub Facebook group, you know, someone will put an opinion out, and you'll get twenty different uh, responses, but a general uh, consensus, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. But let me ask you about um. You mentioned you know the the networking. Yeah. And uh, this terrifies. A lot of a lot of surveyors, yeah. particularly you know those who are just starting out uh, in business. um you, I mean, it sounds like you're you know your area well, and you knew lots of people at the start. Or how did you feel about going out there selling your business?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've had to do more networking since I've since um I've been with uh, Northern Hawkins, but it's one of those things that you just have to do it. So there are lots of um there are lots of events there, whether it's breakfast events or after works, drinks. I mean that Norwich is there's lots of slitters that, that do um, uh, sort of breakfast events and some accountants as well. Um, but you just, you just, you really have to, um, you might not know anyone there at all. And uh, sometimes it is, it is, you do feel awkward, but you just have to, that, that's part of it. I mean, part of what we, or what, what, what I used to do was, um, so I, I got some small uh, pads printed up, so notepads. Um, every time I picked up keys, go and drop some pads off. Sometimes i will just spend a day dropping pads off. and
0: You look, you car. look like a. You always strike me as a man who loves a branded mug.
1: Well, yeah, I've got got one here. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and we got some, we got some um, insulated mugs as well, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the brand is quite quite important. I think it's um I, I, the the red as well. I think that yeah, it's it's for, for us. It but but yeah, it's, it's but once you've done it once, you have to keep on doing it as well. So yeah, so you know, if you meet someone, drop them an email afterwards, um, or you know, popping yeah, even just pop in for cups of tea, you know, things like that. You know, it's, sometimes you haven't got time to do it, but but sometimes it's just that that point of of, of going in.
0: Going in and seeing people. Yeah, I think that's something that um, I see a lot of surveyors doing, almost like a yo-yo effect. Mm. They're so busy, they just concentrate on doing the work, and then when it drops off, you know, they're they're scrambling around. Oh, I need social media. You know, oh, I need to go out and network. Whereas if you consistently show up, you know, at that breakfast meeting, or drop off your pad or your pen, or you know, make a point of speaking to. Gladys in the estate agent, and that she remembers your name and who you are then um th- then that's the thing that makes a difference is that consistency isn't it and reinforcement yeah.
1: and, and there's always yeah you know, and there's always people changing roles as well so it's it's just it's just been being known out there so you know we we still you know, I'll st- I'll still call out or drop an email LinkedIn's really good, I think you know you can um meet someone on on LinkedIn and you just say you know should we should we go for a coffee and and have a catch up and and yeah it's just just the, the, the small things like that but but i think mean, yeah networking is important it's um and it it's, it might not be important that you know that day or that week but maybe you know in the next year or two years so oh, you know i spoke to, to so and so and 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 he can help me out and if i can not help them out then i might know someone that can so it's just it's just that yeah, you're being being um being open but when you when you're busy it is really difficult to, to, to make that time to actually go out there and and, and see people which is it's probably the most important time to go and see people because um you know it's just there's, there's work there and he knows he knows when it might drop off you know we've been we've had a good few years really so
0: do you worry about work dropping off
1: um yes i do yeah yeah not too much i mean a bit of an office joke but i always say to tom you know i think the market's turned and you know i better look at your um job list and sort of hand some stuff over to me and, and then before you know it you've booked up for a for a couple of weeks, you know. And, and but luckily as a as a small company, we don't need a lot to keep us busy. So, you know, the big the big big um companies uh you know, they need to to chain the workout to, to keep their busy. But you know we specialise yeah in, in the we well I you know, well, say I'll survey I'll survey anything. So you know flats flats up to manor houses but we don't need you don't need many of them a week mm. to keep you busy um and yeah it, it's
0: and i think i think that's a really important point um when you you know we can worry about work and the uncertainty of what's going to happen but i think we need to remember that we have the ability to generate work and to do the work to a good mm. standard and get a good fee and we have to remember that we can do that you know the the imposter syndrome pixies can sometimes come up when we see yeah the daily mail is saying house prices are doing and everybody panics um so it's so it's remembering that but i think it's also knowing the numbers in your business um knowing you know where your leads come from what the conversion rates are uh, knowing the type of work that you do the fees that you do because you might when the market wobbles, you might need one big job that will see you through the week, mm. you know, or do you need four small jobs or whatever? But yeah. knowing what you need to do means that you can then go out and target and attract that work, and you can use your time efficiently to to, to bring that yeah. in. And once you have a an understanding of what your business needs, you know, and if things start start to dip, you'll have a lot more confidence to know what you need to do to keep going.
1: Yeah yeah I think that that's part of the reason why I joined the the business hub really is you know I can do the surveying side of things you know quite well but it's the business side of things and it, it's the um you know getting to know your numbers um and yeah i think that, that that's the side of things that you know, that, that lack and it, there isn't a great deal of information out there i think when when I first started I sort of looked at business courses or something all you year know, to go on and there there isn't much information out there so so we Start a company, but there isn't any information to. what well, there probably is if you could find it, but but it almost it feels
0: like on. you know what I'm allowed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's let me loose, and I yeah. can I can do this, and we you know we can flip between you know um you know being like a rabbit in the headlights to then yeah really going and I'm doing it. And do you call yourself a surveying business owner or? Do you think yourself more as a?
1: No, I find as that, as that as really difficult. I mean, yeah. yeah, I come
0: across I mean, it a lot.
1: Yeah, you were, you were t- talking about like, imposter syndrome, and you, you do think, oh, you know. So I, 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 like to, I, just, I like to just call myself a building surveyor, but then I'm a director as well. So, but co-director and all sorts. So there's, there's all you can call yourself all sorts. But, um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, I think I don't see it myself. But I think people looking in probably see, you know, see it as a, you know, it's a. A, a big thing and it? It, it, it is a it is a, a bigger thing but um
0: did you it, ever think that you might run your own business that entrepreneurial spirit?
1: Um yeah yeah I did yeah. Yeah not I don't know what sort of guys but yeah I did think that that I would do at, at some point. Um and yeah, it it it, it sort of it, it was the right time. Yeah, it was me and Tom had that conversation and, and it was it was the right time and yeah, I, I, so would I, would I go back? I think it'd, it'd be difficult to go back, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's one, one of those. It's things something's right? been
0: let loose, isn't it? You know, I
1: yeah,
0: I, you know, I often say I'm unemployable now.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, but, for for them and and for me, wherever it might be, I don't know. I I say that I write myself off, but you know, you, I, I think you. I mean, I never thought I would run a business, you know, or or do the things that I. I did and I but when I look back and this is one of the things when you work for a corporate is that there is no one else running a business there you know so you've got no role models you've got no examples of how things can be done and anything to mention or anything to do with SMEs is always in a negative way Um, you know in terms of the quality or the stress or, or whatever and you hear the reverse of well you know we work for ourselves and why would you work for a corporate you know it's a always that sort of them and us but I think when you're in a in a in a corporate you you just don't have those those role models and so you can't see it being done and you either know that you always want to work for yourself and you know um it sounds like you you've got that from a lot of family or people that you you know but I never really knew anyone and it wasn't until I started to do some personal development work about um about seven years ago uh, on on my on my own steam that I got to know more people running businesses and you know I I knew women uh, know women who um you know do everything from make pictures out of buttons on a kitchen table to run multi-million pound PR firms you know and different types of business and I was just fascinated by what they did yeah I was very for myself no I'm a corporate girl oh you know my my identity and you know and then when things went wrong for me and I uh, I left my my company you know I just I left and thought there's no way I can work for anyone else in part my confidence was on the floor but I just felt like things had changed and then when I started to you know people picked me up and and I and I found my way but I realized that I could do this and importantly I realized I had a network of you know, people who could help me work out, well, you know, how do you sort out your tax and how do you register a business? And, you know, my friend who makes pictures out of buttons on a kitchen table actually is really resourceful. And when you work for yourself, there's lots of resourceful things that you can do, you know, low cost, cheap tech, um, you know, and match that with the numbers that you need. And actually you then have a really agile business That has a future and you start to get that momentum. Now it is hard, Yeah, we can overthink things, uh, like the logo and the business name, you know, or the website. And we, we do a lot of that, but actually you don't need a lot of that to start.
1: That's so, I mean, right. I do joke that we that we had a uh, four hour power meeting to, to come to come up with North and Hawkins Building Consultancy. <laughs> so so before it was North Building Consultancy. So uh, you know and and um, yeah, the the logo is yeah is, is is similar. But you but you could get drawn into you know hours and or days you know, of 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 the, the the smaller bits and pieces and um, and also as well you got, got to be you got to be. Um, aware that you can sort of farm that you can farm things out as well whether it's um sort of admin or um yeah uh yeah do, doing your logos and doing your typesets. and and your, you can your, your, and
0: it but it does some it does become um uh you know like a rabbit hole you know so you know I know I've worked with you know I had somebody you know help me with an early website they weren't the right person um you know I've had an accountant that I worked with who was awful I was too scared to talk to her um you know you you, you're at marketing advertising you know there's there's lots of people you can outsource to but I think you've also got to learn how to do a lot of it yourself or at least understand what you want because there's a different difference between delegating tasks and totally outsourcing so you've got to be really clear on you know who you are what you're about what the numbers and the, t- the 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 targets are you know what your purpose is what you're trying to achieve and you can get people to help you with that and then that can help you come up with a clear plan of okay so i need some marketing to do all my social media and get my message out so that i don't have to do that but when i mean i've had it you know other people do my social media for me and it's ever so triggering yeah <laughs> you just think do I say that? Do I look like that? You know, and you've either got to decide that no, it's serving a purpose, or actually, it's, it's my brand. It's me. It's you know. Um, but you can spend and waste a lot of money uh, going down going down that route. Do you outsource a lot, or do you have a lot do a lot in house? No.
1: So so we started off just us two in um so uh, so uh, just um yeah just us two in um sort of sublet uh you know the joke, like the, the broom cupboard of, of of an office and then we got up slightly bigger we moved offices we sort of followed the um the other um firm of surveyors who, who we were with um and then we were getting really busy so we decided to take on an admin um and just by sort of stroke of like the first uh, janet who we first um employed she was my one one of the secretaries at countrywide so we sort of knew her from from, from there and then I think it just evolves over time, really. So I mean, things like QuickBooks, um, we we or we use, you uh, we know, we, we use uh, QuickBooks. We've started to use iPads, and but but the, the stuff that the core stuff, the actual buildings, um, building surveying work, we don't, you know, we sort of keep that to ourselves. But it's more the um, perhaps like the, the IT and the things that you could spend a lot of time you know, researching bits and, bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, you know, we don't. Tend to outsource too much. There, there are. We have got a, um, a consultant that, that we do send some work to. That if we're quite busy or it's yeah quite quite a specialist, but yeah, not not really. But yeah, I think the biggest, but the, the big, the most beneficial one, I think we, we found was um IT, um, because yeah, if something's wrong with the computer, you just give them give them a call. They can jump oh, on absolutely. It go, Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah so. I have um, uh, you know, I have somebody that I pay. You know, monthly that makes sure you know everything is secure. Yeah. You know, if I can't Updated. access, something goes down. You know, they they can fix. The only thing they, well, they couldn't couldn't do. <laughs> Yesterday, I um, I dropped a cup of tea and and blew the fuse, and my computer nearly died. <laughs> Couldn't fix that, but it was luckily it was okay. uh You know, but I think having those, I mean, they're specialist things, but it also protects your business in terms of risk as well, doesn't it? You know, the,
1: the yeah. Go down. yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. What do you enjoy most about your job and running your business?
1: So what I enjoy most about my job is actually seeing, meeting people and seeing houses. I think it's um, that we see all sorts of you meet all sorts and you see all sorts um driving around Norfolk you know it, it, some places It you is go beautiful
0: through. I have to say you know yeah, when I, right. I see yeah. you parked up at one of our yeah. business club sessions and your phone in the background there's like beautiful sea or scenery or
1: yeah I mean there's still yeah, you know, right there's still roads with with uh, grass growing in the middle of them that they're timeouts but yeah there's it's and and yeah I, I just like being out and about really it, that, that that's what what I, what I enjoy, enjoy about it I think from running a business, I think it's the the freedom that that you get from. So as long as I've got stuff in my diary, whether it's a sports day or a performance or something to, to do, as long as it's in the diary, then you can work around it. Um, I think that's called. Yeah, it's just much more flexible.
0: Do you feel you have a good work life balance?
1: Um, probably, probably no. I, I think I, I find things quite hectic. Um, so. It's something again that's part of the reason why I joined the business club, really, is to try and just get a bit more, um, probably make get better quality of work life balance. So, just, just to to be able to do both and be able to again sort of get the confidence that now the different sort of confidence, but to stand back and say, you know, we've got some, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, some some decent working to do. So, I, I guess, I I guess it's that,
0: um, good. what I see is it's that trans transition from. Surveyor to business owner,
1: mm, yeah,
0: and then giving fine. yourself permission that it is okay for you to take a Friday off.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it, that, that that's difficult. I mean, we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's it's um, it, it it's nice it's nice to do, but it, it can be difficult to do because I mean, even you, you finish your work at all, I finish my work at night. So I think right, I've have still got some dictation to do. I've still got some reports to check out or you know to, to amend. And then the best, you know, you sort of think to yourself, right? You know, I'll, I'll do, I'll do that this evening. But then something crops up, or you know, something, yeah, you know, the kids need something, or, or something happens, and and you didn't have to, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to work in the evenings. And but there's in the back of my mind, there's always that, you know, I've got something to do. I, I do find going on holiday is 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 um is quite a stressful time because you've got a big by wave of work that you want to get finished before you go away on holiday. And then once you're on holiday, I mean, last year I went to, the, to, to Devon, and even the first couple of days, there's a couple of things that are in the back of my mind that I just wanted to to, to sort out. Of, I had my iPad with me, and I just got it sort. Of, and it probably took me a few days to actually start relaxing. Which um it's not until I look back, I was very, I was, I wasn't aware of it, but it was, you know sort of getting up a bit earlier and just just doing bits and pieces. But yeah, so so I do, I do. It's a different there's different types of stress really so there's
0: there there is and I think I think that will resonate with lots of people the whole holiday situation you know I I certainly had that when I was in the corporate actually the days for coming back to work and what would land on your desk would make me feel worried sick and and now you know I often talk about work-life integration you know Mm -hmm. rather than trying to balance and you know we we shouldn't feel guilty about um you know, taking time off, or when you're on holiday, actually, it is okay to think about work and to notice those cobs down in Devon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's just that's just who we are. But it's having some perspective that it doesn't interfere or damage with our family time, and that we are getting rest and we are switching off. You know, we can be, you know, curious, and it's just about being ourselves, and that's okay. and and I've certainly now when, when we go away or I've had times off, you know, I do allow myself an hour because it, because it gets rid of that any anxiety that I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoy it, you know, it, may, it gives me that, 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 sense of, sense of purpose. Um, and, that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my husband thinks it's absolutely alien because <laughs> yeah. he can he can switch off at a particular time and he's quite disciplined like that but I my brain doesn't work and I, I I like that way and I run my own business so it's finding a way that saying that you know it's okay to do that wind down for some time off you know do that checking having some boundaries over it and then getting excited to get to get back into it uh, yeah. as well but it's um working for yourself and having that, that mindset not everybody understands and I think you know so obviously our partners and family you know I don't know if your wife was annoyed that you were doing doing work you know but it's as long as they know and understand and there's some boundaries around it, it yeah. it's usually okay and I also think though a lot of that comes from you know I often talk about the corporate hangover that we that we've and and even, you know, we might have had a, a bad experience or we might have had a good experience while we're working with a, a corporate or a larger firm, but there are ways of doing things. Yeah. And we have to break that pattern and create new patterns and new boundaries. So even things like, you know, um, you know, signing off a report the same day, you could choose to do it the next day. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, times of day, having a lunch break, ways that you do things, you've got to challenge yourself on the one hand it sets you up for well yes i know how to do efficient surveys i can go and do it Mm -hmm. you know but you get to a point where we need to break some of these patterns and forge new things and new boundaries and and a lot of surveyors struggle with that
1: i I could be a a holiday hangover that you've got to be a bit a bit aware yeah so if so if you've had two weeks off you know, you've been enjoying yourself somewhere, and you get back, and you get, bang, you go into a, you go into a, you know, six-bedroom country house somewhere with annexes and land and all sorts. It's a really tax. To, to actually do that. You, you I mean, so you condition yourself. You're, you you're being conditioned yeah. to. So mentally, you turn up. and Even before you get out of the car, you're thinking to yourself, you know, you, know you can see the chimneys, and you're just looking, and. And to get back into it is a really—it can it can take a few days just to get back mm. in the, the, the concentration side of things and, and just just seeing some seeing um, a building and get used to your notes and what you're looking for. We think, oh, I really enjoyed yeah, the beach that I was on last week, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, you sort of like looking through binoculars at the chimney, and, and but you're you're missing—you could miss things—and it you just, and with with what we do, it's very very mentally taxing as well so sometimes at the end of the day you get into the car and you, you sort of think i'll finish and you just have to have a you know get a coffee have five minutes and just re re um reevaluate and just just take i mean i hate mean, to talk, talk about our, our, our lunch breaks yeah you should you should have you should really pull the car over and, and have have time mm. to, to eat a sandwich i mean i i don't but really you should have that time and but it's difficult to it's difficult to, you know, to, to to change habits, so I,
0: I, it is. And I also think you know, there's giving yourself permission to do it. And it sounds like you know, just have a lunch break. You know, but it's giving yourself permission to do it. Um, but also a, a a purpose. And I suppose my my top tip for that would be when I when I was out on the tools many years ago, I used to love listening to Joe Wiley's Radio One Live Lounge. Yeah, which is on at like. Ten to twelve or ten past twelve something like that, and so I would tweak and rearrange my appointments, get myself a sandwich, so I' sit in the car and listen to listen to yeah. radio on live language, and that became part of my daily thing it's what it's what I did it was the only reason or only way I could get get a l- squeeze a lunch break in and so having a, a purpose of well, I might listen to the surveyor hub podcast maybe or you know uh watch something or listen to you No, know, technology is is different now um you know you're more likely to to do it and it's something to to look forward to uh, yeah. as well but i i totally resonate with the whole getting ready and being on point ready to do the job and it's something that um i've been and and i'll share it share it wider when it's ready i've come up with a bit of a philosophy if you like of what it means to run a successful surveying business and to be a successful surveyor and yes, one part of it is the whole technical side of being qualified, but it's also your well-being and how you show up, being yourself. Because so often, you know, um, our mindset. You know, if, you know, you talk about that 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 job back off holiday, a big property. You know, you could feel quite intimidated by that. You know, you're quite overwhelmed yep. by it. And if you go into a job with that lack of confidence. You're going to worry, you're going to overthink things, you might not check, you'll either find it really stressful or, or there'll they'll be a problem. And same for well-being, you know, we need to be alert and ready to do the job. If we've got aches and pains, um, you know, if we've got stress at home with the kids or, you know, or, or we haven't had breakfast, you know, all those things physically means we show up and we're not okay, you know, and yeah. we need to make, but we need to understand what gets us back to okay. And so that then we can concentrate on what we need to do. And if we trust that we're qualified to do it and we've got the experience to do it, then everything else we just need to manage to make sure that we can show up and do that job well. And yeah. that takes a whole load of stress and worry away when it comes to the risk of getting it wrong, because you've got yourself to the point of, of uh, being able to do it. So,
1: yes. As surveyors, I think, you know, we're all, it's our profession, so, you know, we. We're good at it, but yeah, that 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 well, the well-being side of it is something that, that um that's part of the reason why I joined the the business club, um, club was just to you know to, to have the 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 tools to to um to try and sort of handle things differently because yeah it can be it's a it's a different sort, type of stress so you you do have you have the stress from you know, reports. And and, you, and you, but yeah, you've also got the stress, you know, stress from sort of you know, banking or you know just keeping an eye on the balance and things like that. You know, there's all there's there's a great deal of other, other things that you don't really think about when you first start out, and as you as you get more and more into it, there's you know, wages to pay. There's all sorts, you know. There's all, yeah, there's there's. Um, it's like there's it's like there's a
0: you're there. you're building up a mental load. Mm. You know, it's like there's a constant mental load that you're adding to. You know, I've got to do the tax, I've got to pay people, we've got terms, you've got, you know, and it all all gets up. And and I guess it's if you feel um, supported. That you've either got the right legal advice or you've got the right accountant or you've got the right people in place, then it lets you um, ease back a bit that, yes, you've got this mental load to carry, but you're not carrying this load by yourself yeah. Got you, and and that infrastructure in your business that sets you up for success is absolutely vital. So it's getting to that to that point. Um, is yeah. key. Paul, it's been really, really lovely to speak to you today.
1: Yeah, good to speak thank to you thank too. Thank yeah. you
0: ever so much. And um, next time I'm in Norfolk crabbing,
1: yes, <laughs> I <yeah>. will
0: <laughs> let you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got some spare net, so you can all, yeah, let me know.
0: <laughs> oh, Paul, thanks ever so much. You take Brilliant. care. Thank you much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you next time and please do rate, review and follow the podcast. Feedback always helps. See you soon.